Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. I'm here with Tommy Elwell. Good afternoon. It's 3.30. How the heck are you? Glad you came. I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty I was talking good. to them, actually. But How y'all doing? They can't answer you, though. Well, how are you doing, then? I'm doing wonderful, man. Doing oh, wonderful. glad to hear. We are without Dave Cribbs, as you guys can tell. He is uh, in Chicago or on his way to Chicago. I'm on my way to Chicago, y'all. I, <laughs> I don't like flying, so I'm driving the way up there. Is he driving? That's what Lou said. Is he driving? Yeah, yeah he's driving. What the heck? I'm man, scared to fly. Cribs is he was he was airborne he like was, but yes. he jumped out of planes yeah but that makes <laughs> that's why he was such a good that's why he was such a good paratrooper because he would jump out of he's like get me out of this thing oh you want me to jump out absolutely <laughs> with pleasure <laughs> yeah with pleasure all right so we're here though man it's going to be a great show and uh, I know that we're getting to the end of the month and I know you guys are busy in the car business as always want to thank our audience for um, listening to us we're going to be um, on full throttle on Facebook. And uh, make sure that uh, you get your comments rolling as we are sharing the feed. Uh, make sure you share it with your friends. I know that I some of that. our friends are just getting back from Digital Dealer 23 in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. We skipped the uh, trip this year. Um, I myself had a Chicago trip. I had uh, a three-day Chicago trip. Um, a You got that playing? You're going to play that on your phone Rookie. there? You're going to play that on your phone there? While I had I, my, oh, I myself... Sure. I myself had a three-day uh, a three Chicago trip planned, uh, two and a half days in Texas doing some training, as well as um, a uh, week uh, and a half Hawaii trip uh, planned. So I could not go to um, – in between that, I'm working and selling and all of that. And, of course, we had this little thing called Hurricane Irma. <laughs> Maybe you heard a little bit about it on the news. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't because you're like Z up in Canada and he cared less about a hurricane. He Z. doesn't even know what that means. He's hey. hurricane. He's heard about it on – in books, in the, the television shows, and talk about the, how you say the hurricane. <laughs> you all right, man? So we all have, right, right. so so. with that being said, we want to say hi to our friends that are probably coming back um, hungover from the trip in general, just too much information. Hopefully, you're not too information hungover that you can't hang out with Tommy and I today. We've got a great show, man. Tommy, I'm going to kind of jump right into some, some discussion here because um, mm-hmm. the show is After Hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we're going to talk about in the car business, you know, the last car I purchased um, <laughs> was for my son. My wife and I purchased um, a uh, Jeep Wrangler from my son at a you know, somewhat local dealership, maybe 45 minutes away uh, right. in June. And we ended up because we, you know, we're busy. We're both running a business here and we, we work a lot. So we didn't wrap the deal up until nine o'clock that night. Uh, we had done most of the paperwork throughout the day, just went in to sign everything, and, and we're there until basically 9 o'clock at night because we left here around 6, 30, 7 o'clock. So it was a, it was a fast deal. That was a couple hours. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, so but, that was quick. Uh, my son drove in from Orlando, met us there. And, and, um, but, I mean, this, this salesman was there until 9 o'clock. So we're going to talk about after hours. We're going to talk about the hours in the car business. We're going to talk about uh, what's up, Kevin Campbell, what's up, Ben Adler, what's up, Tony Tito. What a name. Tony, Tony Tito. Tito Washington. That is a Tony cool Tito name. Washington, TTW, TTW. You love the intro. House. Well, we love your name, so we'll That's trade right, you, man. That's right. You know, actually, you said that about after hours. I was doing. Um, uh, we had, um, for whatever reason, we decided to go see a buddy of mine in our last car, my wife's Navigator, when she bought that, and we were at the the dealership, and I guess we couldn't land on something. It was starting to get dark, so we were like, weren't even. Like, we weren't even sure we were going to get it. So we looked at the Navigator. We liked it. We drive it. I remember it was, we, we test drove it. It was dark. So whether it was, I guess it was probably, uh, probably would have been like 7 o'clock. You know what I mean? Not not too late. But the deal went to like, we were there till like 11 o'clock. Because by, by the time we went there and then they had they ordered pizza for the kids. It was very nice. It was a friend of ours that, that we got. The, but it was like, it took that long. And I, so when instances like that, I'm like, I don't envy you guys at all. 
when no. I know that son. And then he had to be back in the morning. He had to be back at like eight or yeah. whatever it was. So he he literally got to see no family that day. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. tough I, mean, life. I don't want you guys to think we're just going to be talking about like working late, right? I mean, the two scenarios we used, you know, because the, the oh, title yeah. after hours. And uh, by the way, thanks, Tom Stuker, for watching. We just got a message. Tom Stuker's watching. What's up, Mr. Tom Stuker? Tom, I'd love to have you call in. Uh, we've got a jam-packed uh, list of guests today. But if you get a if you get a um, a little bit of a uh, you know, a little spur in you, man, that you want to call in. You got the number there on the screen, 813-574-1820. We'd love to hear some of your comments as an automotive expert. Uh, with One of the best to... voices in the car business right there, Mr. Stewart. Yeah, the guy's got, you know, he's got the good voice in his, you know, but a uh, really good voice. And uh, But anyway, we got some great guests. We've got some dealers on. We also have some professionals and some experts in the uh, HR field. Um, and uh, they're going to be on as well. And so here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to what, what is after hours, Dave? It's not just working late. It's it's, it's how to have. Look, you're a, you're 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 in an industry that's pressured, right? I mean, you're in an industry that you're only as good as your last month. You got to move the needle. You have to make things happen, right? And um, but ha- also, you're you're a mom or a dad, or you're you know, or you're maybe going to school part time, or you have kids, you know, or or a spouse, and you have a life, right? So how do you balance the work life? And the not just the 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 uh, and the home life, not just the work life, right? But the successful. How do the how do the rock stars do it? How do you how do you not get so caught up? And we've got a great great cast of, of people on time. We've got Nate Allen. Uh, we've got about half of our panel today has never been on our show, but some of these are uh, modern dealership. By the way, if you're watching, man, go to the modern dealership link. You know, listen. I don't want some people are direct messaging, you know, even me and asking me. I guess they didn't take time to look and see that I was on there as well. They're asking me on Facebook to vote for me. I didn't direct message anybody, I don't think. Right? We didn't direct message not one person, right, Luke? No, no, not sir. one person. Okay. Not one person. Not one person, and that's cool. But look, vote for who you really would want in your dealership. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of great people on there. I'll be honest with you. If I owned a dealership, I'm not sure I'd want me out of all those people. There's some really cool people on there. There is. But go there and vote, man. And uh, but modern dealership who put the poll on also. Tommy put out something really cool a couple weeks ago about 20 dealerships that you want to follow on Facebook. Modern Dealership, if you're watching, we, would, we wouldn't mind having you call in because we actually have three or four of our guests today which were on that list. Melissa Sweet. Diaz, business development manager at Edwin's, or Edwards Chevrolet is going to be on. Nate D. Allen, auto professional, auto sales professional at Crest Honda World. Laura Chap Delane, if I said that correctly, sales and leasing consultant at Battleboro Subaru. Of course, we have a veteran of the show, phenomenal trainer, dealer principal, and owner of Dealer Elite, Mr. Chris Saracino. We have Steve Warner, founder and CEO of Automoto HR, which is sponsoring the panel as well. We have Mr. Craig Lockhart, CEO of Automax Recruiting and Training, and then Mr. Kevin Zimmick, owner of Ridge Hill Ford in Canada. Tommy, I don't know. That's a pretty doggone good panel, and, and, and more than half are calling today and on the show from the blacktop discussing after hours how to manage an effective work life and an effective home life. Well, I'm interested to hear what they want to say. And if you want to get your voice heard, if I don't even know if we'll have time to take any calls today, but we can at least give the number, can't we? we it's can. right there. Hey, my dang it. Yeah, the number on, on the camera. Screen. How come I can't figure this out? It's right there. The hey, there 813-574-1820. Hashtag auto deal live on your social media platforms and let us hear your voice that way. That may be a, a better way to get your voice heard today. To we got some awesome. voices already coming in on Facebook, Tommy. Why don't you tell won't you won't you shout their voices out for some of the some of the people who are commenting? Kevin and, uh, Fry said he said I got home at two thirty last night and by the power of Starbucks and five hour energy drinks, I've been plugging away all day. What time did you get to work, though? That would be the question, right? Jared McGreevy is uh, excited for Laura Chapdelaine to be on the show, so we got a good show. We're going to talk about this Nate stuff. Nate D. Allen on the show. We got that. There He's excited well. about Nate D. Allen too. What, hey, he go, getting, go back he up paying? to Kevin. Kevin he... Fry. Listen, here's the deal. The Kevin, I'm I'm good. Look, I'm good with the two thirty. I've done it before a many a time. Right, traveling, especially coming in. I know you were in Vegas, coming back, getting in late, and all of that. Um, here's my only thing: the Starbucks. I'm down with, but those five-hour energy drinks kind of that's like, that's like drinking your horse urine. I mean, that, you know, I would I would think those he things are that. nasty, bro. Nasty. And I'm he not might. really I'm not really sure that's that's not dangerous to some degree. Mixing Starbucks and five-hour energy drink, <laughs> like those those five-hour energy drinks. I don't drink, think those little like shots of things. I, I, I think don't think it's dangerous with that. I think it's like uh, if you did it with like antifreeze, you might have a problem. You know what I'm I mean? Pretty sure that's what bikers do. Kevin Campbell says, work at a store that employs enough managers so you don't have to work stupid hours to have coverage. Liked, show, more reaction. Wait, that's... Where was it? Lou's showing the, the Facebook... Uh, 
Listen, Devin Lynn, <laughs> tell me what to say here. Thanks, Lynn, for thanks, shout out. thanks for the shout out, Devin Lynn. Team, team Tom Stuker. Yes, Tom Stuker said he can't do it this week, but he said maybe next week. Boom. So, um, and then what do we got? And shout what out to say? Five Hours Energy Drink. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want them. What are you doing? What do you keep doing that for? Hey Lou, yo, you Lou. Hey, hey. I'm, try, I'm trying to give you as many comments as I can. Hey, prayers to Puerto Rico, hey. yo, Puerto Rico. Yes. Lou yes. is up is a resident Puerto Rican here, and he, they, they got nailed. So we just oh. pray for them and for a quick recovery over there in Puerto Rico. Yeah. All right, so we're going to be right back in 60 seconds. Do not go anywhere because up next we have an amazing panel where we are going to be discussing after hours how to manage a strong work life at your dealership and strong, strong family life. And we've got some experts as well to tell us how to hire those. So we're going to give you tips on not only how to do it from the dealer level, but also how to look for the right people who are going to work in today's environment extremely uh, successful. We'll be back with the After Hours panel. See you in a few. All right, guys, we're back, man. Thank you for hanging out with us. What a great show. Highly anticipated. We have the After Hours panel. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring our experts on um, so you can hear from them. We posted on Facebook. By the way, this panel is presented by Automoto HR, and uh, we have the founder and CEO of that company on as well. But we posted just now on Facebook, and I want to go ahead and just mention this as well. The first 10 questions that come in from our listeners, we'd like to get to the first 10 questions. If you have a question or comment in the form of a question for our panel regarding how to effectively balance a successful and high-grossing, very high-producing work life with a very high-grossing and high-producing home life, we want to hear it. And uh, so without further ado, let's bring Kevin Zimmick, Craig Lockhart, Steve Warner, Chris Aracino, Laura Chap Delane, uh, Nate D. Allen, and Melissa Diaz on. And I'm going to go straight to uh, Mr. Chris Aracino, uh, the uh, vice president and partner of Kelly Automotive Group, also a uh, founder of Dealer Elite. And Chris, um, you know, I know that you have, uh, you're big on culture. You got a brand new book that's going to be coming out or one that you're writing um, that I'm excited to uh, hear about as well. And, uh, but Chris, with regards to people, it's a big deal to you. Um, you know, you've, you've always been such a, a big proponent. You've got a lot of employees and, uh, you know, you mentioned, I remember last year, maybe even a little longer than that on one of our former shows on, um, the importance of, I think you used a scenario of what do you do when you have maybe a, a, a you know, a lady or, or someone, I'm using an example of a woman that goes on maternity leave, you know, that, that, that's worried about, you know, um, you know, the hours, you know, or she just had a, a baby and she doesn't have the ability for you know uh, uh, to just you know to do some of the things that maybe some dealers would demand and so I want you to kind of start this off and and discuss what are some of the things that um, that strategies that you lay out uh, in your culture and your dealership with regards to hey I need you to produce we need to hit our numbers we need to be dynamic but we understand and not only do we understand we foster and promote a healthy home life won't you kick us off man well, one of the, I think, most important things is the leaders actually sharing during the hiring process and during the orientation process their philosophy. So one of the things we talk about is we call it the tyranny of the or and the genius of the and. And the tyranny of the or is when you have people that have a what we call a limiting belief of these two conflicting paths where they say, Listen, I could either be really good in business or I could be a good family person or I could have my health. And we state that, that that's a, if you have that belief, that's what's going to happen. And the genius of the and is that we say, listen, you can have an exceptional business and uh, life. You can, and you could be an exceptional spouse and you could be an exceptional parent and you can have exceptional health and fitness and you can have the spirituality in one life. So the first part is believing it and saying, and let, as the leader is letting them know that don't get stick, stuck in what we call the tyranny of the or that you think you could do, you have to do one or the other. You can be, there are people out there, there's plenty of people that have a great business life. Uh, they, they do exceptional in finances or great husbands and wives or great parents. So we talk about, you know, one, the philosophy of the and versus the or. Uh, and then we talk about how to do it. And talk about and part of how to do it is, is putting a plan in place, just like anything else in life. There's got to be a plan. So we talk about that during the hiring process, the tyranny of the or versus the genius of the and. Uh, we talk about the importance of planning. You know, if you're going to be in a business where all of a sudden there's going to be nights where you're there till 9 o'clock at night or you think you're leaving at 9 and all of a sudden you're there till 11 o'clock at night the last – 
day of the month uh, and how to handle that with a spouse. Uh, we offer that if a spouse wants to come in and talk, so we can talk about how to handle things uh, you know, in a business like we're in. And, and we believe that we're to be forthright and upfront about the way the business is and the way things are being and how important it is to plan. So that's a little bit we believe as far as, as leaders, it's important that you talk about this up front, that you, you know, the philosophy you have to have. That's good. That's good. I'm going to ask the same question to Kevin Zimmick, another owner uh, in Canada at Ridge Hill Ford. And, and Kevin, you heard what Chris said, and I don't think that there's anything that, that anybody would disagree with. Um, maybe you can add something to that um, as we kind of set the tone for the rest of the show. Well, I, I agree with everything you did say. You know, I was, I was frantically taking notes here. Uh, I love the line, tyranny of the ore and the genius of the end. Um, and uh, it, it kind of summarizes my thoughts on it as well. I think, you know, what, what, the key issue for us is, is right from, as Craig said, right from onboarding to every day in the dealership, as the, as the leaders in this business, whether you be the dealer, if you're, if you're fortunate enough, to have leaders at a management level, um, you, they, they have to live it. And as, as the owner and the leader, you have to give them permission to do so. So how do you give them permission? It's not just something that you say. You have to foster the environment. Like you, we provide an environment for our people to succeed against their KPIs every day. Do we provide them the environment to say it's okay to talk about spouses, to talk about how Sarah's doing in ballet classes, how Jimmy's doing in soccer, um, you know, how they come along with their classic car restoration, uh, or what's happening at church on Sundays, things like that. And I think if, if you talk about it during onboarding, tell them that it's okay, that this culture and the way we run this business, um, we give you permission to shut down and, and disengage. We encourage you to take your vacation, the quarterly, I review vacation with my managers and their staff and call them out on it and say, when are you taking it? Don't take it on Fridays and Mondays unless you feel you need to. Take it in a block, shut down, recharge, and it's okay to do that. I know a lot of the bravado in this business in the past is that, uh, hey, hey well, that's retail and we grind it out and you know all the chest hair testosterone stuff of what this this business can be like but as the as the uh, leader in the business give it permission to be okay to do it talk about it regularly it is a line item in my management meetings where we talk about not only who's on vacation where are they going and why haven't they gone yet and things like that so engage in the conversation regularly and they'll realize you know what hey i, I guess this is okay to do and he is walking the walk the thing that I fail at, and I'll wrap it up here, is I am not walking the walk. I'm talking the walk and encourage my staff to do it. Um, but as you know, leaders eat last. Uh, they also celebrate and leisure last. And uh, I, I need to be better at that and certainly set the tone better. So lots to learn. I'll be listening as much as talking here today. That's good. And, and uh, before Tommy, before I roll to you, because I know that we have a couple of owners on, then we have – um, some in- incredibly talented sales individuals and those who, you know, who, who work for owners. And then we have a couple of individuals that are, that are, uh, you know, that are, that are uh, responsible for bringing on talent, finding talent. And I want to hear from all of them. But uh, one of the things Kevin just mentioned, I think that we all have to understand as leaders as well. You mentioned the book leaders, leaders eat last Simon, Simon Sinek. But um, you know, one of the things I would say about that is, is uh, it's very difficult when you have that responsibility, but you, you, you hit it on the head, Kevin. And, um, and uh, I think that's very important. But Tommy, you know, moving forward and looking at some of the, you know, some of those from the other perspective, what, what's your, what's your, I mean, somebody that works here, you yeah. know, well, how important is it to you? And then maybe you can translate that into some of the other. Well, honestly, yes. I'm, we're pretty blessed here. You know, when it's all said and done, we, we work a 40 hour week. It's, it's nine to nine to six yeah. Monday through Friday. And so we don't have that same grind, but we used to. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't have that same weekend grind. And I know, you know, <clears throat> carpets you have to. But. I I know it's the nature of the biz, and I know it's the nature of the beast. And you know, at the end of the day, I I, I well, you know, and I wonder how common like Kevin and Chris's uh, mentality is, because those guys are those guys sound very reasonable. And maybe maybe it's maybe it's they've 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 lived and they've learned and they've seen it didn't work the way where guys were getting you know just getting blacked out and getting, you know, burnt out and would have, and would, would quit or whatever. Maybe and, go into another industry, you know, that, that, I think that's, oh, that's why there's so many people on the vendor side of things. That's why they see the vendor side of things so appealing because hey, I can still stay in the car business, but I can, you know, not work 80 hours a week and drink myself to death or, or you know, you know, not get any sleep or, you know, or all the things that are related to it. Um, we actually had a comment on, and how about we, uh, Laura Chaptelaine, are you there, miss? I am. Hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> yeah. Doing well. 
By the way, great video, Laura. Great video. You're a natural on that. I know that you were beating yourself up, but our, our, our video team thought you did very well on that as, as well. So. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Okay, so we had a, we had somebody on Facebook comment, and I think we can direct this to you. So Joey, Joey Perez said, what can a well, – really, you going to do that while I'm in the middle of reading it? What can a dealership offer to empower a good home life? Um, if, for example, sponsoring a marriage counseling or a gym membership or actual an actual time to go to the gym. Um, what what is a in your opinion as as a as a, as a rep bonuses, as a salesperson? What's a, what could a, a dealership do to incentivize Perks. you? Yeah, what's a good perk for you for on your on your time? Oh, what? Interesting <clears throat> question. Um, I mean, I guess the the first thing I would say is when somebody is interviewing to be really really upfront about the fact that you're building your own business. You know, you're not, um, you know, you're not really working for somebody else in that sense. So to understand and make sure your spouse is on board with that too, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you're, you're building to the point where hopefully you're referral based, that you are more of an appointment based um, situation. And hopefully they'll understand, you know, those first few years are really, and that's where I am, you know, I'm starting to the point where the referrals are getting really strong that, um, you know, you're in a building process and it's going to lead to better things for everybody over time. Um, I would say uh, a staggered, you know, weekend schedule would be really nice so that you could have one Saturday, Sunday stretch off a month. I think that's really important. Um, I also think just making sure that spouses and families feel really welcome is another. I mean, there's just a general atmosphere you can create I know my kids aren't, you know, little anymore, but um, I'm lucky enough to have a couple of coworkers whose children are, and they're always welcome. I mean, it's always, you know, appropriate. They're, you know, either there for like the last half hour while mom is, you know, finishing up and they're coloring or they're coming around and visiting us. Uh, so I think it's, you know, sometimes it's maybe not as much of a specific perk as just making sure your family feels welcome. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Laura. And, and so I'm, I want to—is Nate on as well? Nate. Okay. Good. I want to go to hey, 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 Nate. Um, I want to ask you this and kind of stay in the, well, in the same vein for a second here. We're going to get everybody on, on here, so we'll get to everybody here. Uh, we got a lot of comments coming in, but um, somebody had said, um, Lou, if you scroll down to that last com- one of the last comments that you put up there, that was a short comment, but it was. Um, uh, see, yeah, Silas Blackwell says, as an ex-tech at a dealership, the pay needs to be better. Scroll down to Kenny Landrum. Um, and, and I want to ask somebody about this, right? Kenny Landrum, my dealer has an eight-hour shift every six weeks. We get Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. It works for us. But I remember when we used to be bell-to-bell, keeps us fresh. So there's different – listen, we all, we understand the industry we're in. And we understand, like, uh, I think it was either – I can't. I think it was might have been uh, – it was either Kevin or Chris that was talking earlier about um, – you know, somebody, you know, there till, till late at night. It's just the nature of the beast. I mean, you're selling cars and you're selling to consumers who possibly like myself and my wife that I mentioned in the model log couldn't come in till after work. So, but, but I guess, um, let me ask us, uh, Nate, uh, Nate, I mean, it, it, uh, Laura mentioned, you know, or Silas had mentioned more money, but when you, everyone wants to make more money in sales, but if you looked at a schedule where you get some time off, okay, now put yourself in the position of a dealer for a second and because we're trying to solve this. And then at the same time, you want to get more money, which we, you know, which is good, but you want to want time off possibly. But if you added more people because there needs to be a, um, a, a softer schedule or a different schedule. It requires more people. My question would be, do you run into, and I, this may be a question for the dealers, but would you run into a scenario where you have people that aren't able to reach certain levels of income, no matter what, you, you know, and, and you know what happens there. Somebody gets kind of capped out because there's just maybe too many people for the, to sustain the growth. I mean, do you run into something like that, Nate? If you, if you get too kind of uh, squirrely with the scheduling, what's your thoughts? Hey, thanks so much for asking. Um, and uh, I can definitely uh, relate with what Laura's saying. And, and really, my experience to be able to uh, combat that, I really have to just focus on building up my own value uh, at the dealership in, in order to request that time off. But it would be awesome if the dealership had a way to structure that into um, into the uh, schedule, kind of like what Kendi Landrum sounds like every six weeks. They have a whole weekend off, which I think is is well worth it. Um, but as far as adding adding extra salespeople in order to to keep the, keep people on the floor, I guess for the hours that the dealership's open, it sounds like um, 
you know, it's kind of, that's something that uh, this dealership I just came to here in June 1st here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, you know, they've added some salespeople and, uh, you know, to, and it, it, there's like pros and cons for each one. Um, just to uh, try to stay on topic, it seems like, it seems like there should be an incentive for, for those people who are able to, um, act as a business within a business and, you know, and, and set the appointments and bring in new business. Um, you know, to me, it seems like that, uh, it, it would, it would make sense for the, for the real, you know, for the people that are consistently performing to have a little more flexibility over, uh, the, the late hours. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're saying you're saying possibly like maybe you're 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 maybe maybe you're saying if you're a producer and you're showing hey you know what I'm gaining your trust earning your trust by by producing and making it happen and you see that you know I'm going to make it happen no matter what give me some flexibility here and I promise you not only will I make it happen I'll probably be even happier and make it happen even more I mean is it is it, right. it let me ask. Let me ask Steve Warner. Steve, you're founder of Automoto HR. I mean, you guys find people. I mean, look, I've been in the auto industry for over 20 years. You know, a lot of the people on this panel have been in it for a while, and I've and I've watched people come and go. I've watched a lot of talented people come and go, and and some of the reasons that uh, you know individuals who are talented um, haven't even come and worked for for me it, at times is because I say, oh, well, we service the auto industry. Then all of a sudden, like, I don't know if they auto automatically envision a plaid jacket, slick haired, cigar smoking, you know, shiny shoe person standing there. I'm not really sure, but I mean, some, something happens and maybe there's a perception. So Steve, is it, is it possible? Is, is that something that you guys struggle with when you're trying to find, okay, talented people? Steve Warner, founder and CEO of Automoto HR. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I, uh, I absolutely do. Um, one of the one of the problems that is, is uh, you know, dealers don't uh, the perception of, of a salesperson in, in a dealership is very different than any other industry. Mm -hmm. um, they're not really perceived as professionals, um, and oftentimes the dealers they're the, uh, the you know the, the dealerships don't treat them as professionals. So, um, if you're given a certain amount of time to to uh, um, to, to to, to uh, produce, um, so it's like a limited time, um, you'll oftentimes come out, um, you'll make the time and you'll set up your structure of your time so that you can um, produce when you need to. Um, you know, the old days of the bell to bells didn't make uh, salespeople sell any more than, than if you were to have a, a structured uh, time schedule. So, and, 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 I mean, okay, thank you. And so, and so you're seeing that it does affect it does affect when recruiting and, and reaching out and dealing with the personnel aspect. I mean, that's something that I'm sure that is challenging. And Tommy, I just wonder if it's purely, is it just purely, is it purely just that um, people, they can't keep good people because it's too much. Anybody can answer this, I guess. Is it, too, is it, is it the flexibility in some of these things having to come from just not being able to keep good people because they just can't justify the hours for the money they're making, for the headache and all that. And, and why, before you guys answer that, I think that let's look at it this way. I mean, the manufacturers, the OEMs are, are you know, mandate, you know, um, virtually new buildings, right? The buildings, I mean, Kevin and, and, and Chris, I mean, are state of the art, right? They look nice. It's like walking into a freaking mm -hmm. Apple store. I mean, it really is. I mean, you walk into a new Honda store, or these new dealerships, I mean, they're very, very nice. I mean, so you got this here, right? Cars look better than they ever have. I mean, they, it's, it's really, it, there's no reason why this industry can't be, I mean, for goodness sakes, BMW, I bought my seven series and they got a genius, you know, I don't know where they get that from, right? They got a genius that's going to help me hook my car up. I'm not really sure genius was the right name what did they for do? this part. They didn't do anything. Oh, they didn't. Do, I had a hook. I almost had to teach genius. him how to do it. My car. I, I had had more research by the way on my car than he knew, but that's another story. Um, but I mean, so, you know, genius or, you know, whatever, but I mean, that's, so they're, they're going along the lines. I think they have a lot of the right ideas, but I mean, does, do one of you guys want to tackle that? I mean, you know, uh, you know, isn't the industry poised to really get into a place where some excellent, excellent people can enter this industry, stay in this industry, and take this industry to the next level? I, I wouldn't mind answering that. Uh, this is Chris Saracino. Well, first of all, I do believe we have some excellent, awesome people in this business, and we have to remember this is retail hours. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just no different than and the, and the money you can make 
in an automotive dealership in compared to most retail dealerships uh, where they're open from nine to five is exceptional. And uh, I believe that you know, if you look at reality, there's always going to be long hours. And even even if you limit the hours and say, hey, you can work a 40-hour week, there's going to be people that get so passionate, this isn't really work for them anymore. They love it. It's their new sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to be here no matter what. We have our top sales consultants, if you sell over 16 cars, you can work your own schedule. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The people selling the most cars that can work their own schedule still work the most hours. I really believe it comes down to sitting down with the individual. You know, for example, you know, you have somebody working a lot of hours, and then I find out that the that this young man is going out with all the guys and drinking at night rather than going home to his wife. That's where we have to coach him and say, listen, you work. And then you go home and you spend time with your spouse and you focus and you have date night and you treat them well. Uh, years ago, I read an article where the average father father spent three hours of quality time with their child. So you have to talk about that and say, listen, spend. you may put more hours, spend quality time, do one-on-one, do walks, do sports, do this. So, again, this is retail hours. Uh, you know, there's exceptional people in this business. There's always going to be people that want to work hours. Even if you give them the flexibility, they will work it. I believe a a big part of our job is coaching them and say, this is how you behave. If you want to have the genius of the and, you can have a great life in, in business and as a parent and as a spouse and in health and spirituality. You can have it all if you plan it. But it's not going to happen if you don't plan this. I lo- I, actually, I love that. Melissa Diaz, we haven't ha- got you in yet, business development manager at Edwards Chevrolet Dining Town in 280. Um, I mean, Melissa, did you hear what – actually, tell me I really agree with that. And Melissa – I mean, me personally, I've never, I haven't thought of that in a long time, Chris. I thank you for bringing that to light because the truth is, giving so giving somebody that flexibility that might be part of it. It's kind of like giving the giving your kid right, teaching them right, right, and then giving them the ability to make their own decisions. And they do it not because they have to anymore; they do it because it's the right thing to do. And so it's it's kind of like saying, hey, sure. You're a producer, and that's maybe what Nate Allen was saying. And you you can have a flexible schedule, but then a hustler and someone who serves their customers and wants to make a better income and wants to do right, Melissa, they're going to probably work more hours than anyone else as well. I mean, what do you say, Melissa? You 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 haven't had a chance to to, to chime in yet. Definitely. I mean, I agree with that. I know for myself, I've had a lot of opportunity in the dealerships that I'm at. And it has come from not necessarily having to be here the hours I I do or I am. Um, but going above and beyond because I do have the passion. And I think I've seen that amongst uh, several of my coworkers. Um, you know, at this point, I'm actually in finance. And even in this type of position, I don't have the ability to go home. But when I get the late customer at, at 8 o'clock at night, I find the passion in wanting to uh, close the deal with them and create that relationship. So it doesn't bother me to stay at 9. And I'm a mother of two. Mm-hmm. Um but because of the planning, and I think that he said that very well, if you plan ahead of time all the things that you want, you'll find the time to still have the passion for what you do, but also fit in being a mother, um, having time for, uh, you know, time for your spouse spiritually, different things like that. So um, it's, it's all about the planning. and It's all about knowing yourself and what's most important to you. Awesome, awesome. We're gonna read Craig Locker. We're gonna get you Craig on Locker, here. Yeah. Let's read these. Let's read some questions. Yep. Let's throw a question out. We got some questions that came in off Facebook, Tommy. We got about four or five that we want to read here. Yes, I was trying to. Tom Stuker right sent an article. I was trying to read it, but I can't. Right. Uh, Brett Albright, my dealership has us on an A B schedule. We rotate early night, late night. Early is eight to six, and late is eight to eight. No Saturdays off. Period. It's overwhelming for people with Next big question. families. I have four kids in sports, so I guess he's probably over, overwhelmed. Uh, let's see. We got Damien. We'll ask this to Craig. Who's that? Craig Lock. We'll give this question to Craig. Okay, Craig Lockard, you're with us, sir. Yes. All right. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Damien Bordeaux Bordeaux said, "What do you have to be proud of? A 30-day trophy? It's the end of the month of the. Uh, it's the end of the month of the counts. Everyone's replaceable, and managers oh. take a pissed-off pill to start the day." 
Hmm. Why stay? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Damien's having a bad month. I'm not really sure. I don't know. But that question they just popped us? up there, Craig. I'm not really he, sure. Uh, Damien just actually commented that he is one of the number one savvy salespersons. Sells so about 141. Okay, so so maybe okay, so let's let's see here. Okay, okay maybe, so he's maybe a we're reading it wrong. Guy. Maybe he's actually uh, he's asking a sarcastic question to people. I think Craig. Who are com- who complain about the hours? Maybe that's what. So so he's so he's a so he's a go, roll back roll that back again, Luke. So Damian Craig is basically saying, okay, let's say it this way. Then now, now we're going to kind of say it with a little bit of the two that he's saying. He's saying, hey, what do you have to be proud of? A thirty day trophy. It's the end of the month that counts. Everyone's replaceable, and managers take a pissed off pill to start the day. Hmm. Why stay? No, I think it's still the no, same no, thing. Because he's the number one sales guy. I mean, he's he still basically- could, he could He's the number one sales guy. Of course he's going to say that. He's like, yeah, these other schmoes who aren't selling as many cars as me, they, um, but he's I don't know why they would. But he's asking them, like, why do you have to, what do you have to complain about? So, Craig, why, right, don't, you, Craig, why don't you just uh, go ahead and, and, you know what, say whatever you want, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is all pretty interesting. You know, it, it being in the, I've been in the business 44 years, so I've seen a lot of different uh uh, processes and and uh, this topic's been kicked around since the beginning of time. It's it's kind of appropriate. Uh, Stephen and I spoke at, at Digital Dealer, which you mentioned, David, earlier, and, and the name of our session was "Did you hire him dead, or did you kill him after you got him?" <laughs> and I <laughs> and I think that's a really darn good question for all of us to to really answer. I know just personally from my my time in retail in the car business and it's I'm, uh, it, it's uh, painful to say that uh, literally between my four children I can count on two hands the number of sporting events that I went to in my kids life because I was at the store I was at the store I wasn't out doing some of the things that uh, I think Chris mentioned that you know there's there's two ways to do this are you at the store you out drinking with your buddies uh, I was at the store working you know to provide a, a you know a living for the kids but you know I you know <laughs> I flipped the coin and and, and and it came up that way um, however in saying that I, I, I think today, we do, and, and Chris alluded to this, and I think Kevin said it as well in, in different ways. We, this is the retail business, and we do have to work retail hours. And the person that's going to uh, uber succeed in any industry is going to have to put in the time and the effort. There's just no question about it. However, when you really think about it, and we all complain about a lack of talent, there isn't, I, I don't know, I've yet to meet the dealer or manager that says, Oh, I have an overabundance of talent. I have zero problem getting people. It's like they, they flood my place. Everybody wants to work here. Right. I've not heard that person. I've not met that person yet. He or she may be out there. I haven't met them yet. Well, but yeah. However many people there are in the workforce, if there's 200 million people in our workforce, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm just going to anecdotal guess at percentages, but we're cutting out in a gigantic, huge percentage of potential talent to come into our dealership because of some of the obscene hours and what we ask some people to do. Midnight madness. Uh, to, you know, uh, you know, grabbing up at 9 o'clock and be there till 1130. Uh, and, and I don't know everybody's experience on this panel, uh, but I can, running a lot of stores and, and selling cars, uh, those deals that come in at 9 o'clock, uh, if you made them, you didn't make much on them, uh, and they would grind you out till eleven o'clock. And then, well, you know, we got to think about it, or they, or they, or they unwind the following morning. So uh, maybe that's just my experience. But no. I, I think if we could, if if we can position ourselves as dealers and managers and leaders, mm-hmm. you know, what's wrong with extending the dealership's hours? And reducing the number of hours the employees work and go to teams. Yeah. Uh, give the person that has manageritis, give them an opportunity to run a team, uh, to run a desk, uh, and, and create an environment where we're actually open more to the public and more convenient to, to, to right. buyers, yet we reduce the hours to our staff. That's good. Let's, well, uh, let, me, let me ask this. Uh, does Kevin, Kevin, you want to take a crack at that? What, I mean, what, what do you think about the, the idea, I guess, at the end of that comment that Craig kind of posed out there? You know, maybe is, there, is, is that a good idea in general, extending store hours and then, you know, putting teams together? I mean, is that a thought? Is that one business model that might have some merit? 
Well, uh, it, it certainly does. Half merit. I don't know if it's something that I pursue. Uh, I, you know, uh, things are a little different up here in Canada. Eh? So when you imply different people, I mean, our, our benefits packages and what we're obligated mm. to, to pay uh, are basically what their salary would be and another 60% on top. So for each element of headcount that we put in place, that's, uh, you know, and it, it can be a little prohibitive or no question, but it's, hey, you know what, all, all good ideas are certainly worth merit and I guess might be different based on, on geography or, or our nation. But um, I, I think that one, one idea that I have is, you know, we, we are such a results-driven, a KPI-oriented company. What about the notion of, uh, here's another notion, what about the notion of uh, KPIs including discussions or elements of uh, a vacation conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, you get people in and you, you go through the KPIs and what your expectations are um, with, with people. And maybe the expectation should be, you know, uh, try and put what they do in their leisure time and their family first, assuming, given the benefit of the doubt, that your pay plan is going to drive them to do their very best for you in the dealerships. So that being a given and having faith in that, and that if you have a strong enough management team that's driving that, then the conversation between you as the leader of the organization and your people should be much more of a lighthearted nature where you're talking about things that matter. And here comes a double standard, which can really stir it up. But I find I have those conversations, and they're very fulfilling with the women that I employ in my organization. But with guys, I apply a double standard and maybe a little bit about sports or talking about horsepower. But other than that, it's all about what have you done for me lately are you hitting kpis because as a guy that's what i identify with and when i speak to uh, the women that i employ it's more about uh, socially what they do and assume they've got the kpis taken and all that kind of junk maybe i just don't know how to relate to them well enough and should say hey you know what it's okay to engage in that conversation because all my people here that i've hired are good solid family people mm-hmm. maybe i just need to talk more to them about it that's good. Let me ask, I'm going to ask Laura and Melissa this because my wife just texted me. My wife is actually the CFO here, but she also, as a partner, has, has the area of responsibility of our business development center. We have a Lara Sarah's our, Lara Sora is our team leader and manager in the BDC, and we have a, a Jennifer, our team leader. So we have a lot of women in charge. And uh, my wife just texted me, which I stay far away from this because she's, uh, you know, she does a really good job. And, you know, and um, so I let, she runs it. Our BDC had a shift, she said, that was every Saturday. This is to Melissa. I'll give this to you and Laura, and I'll ask what you think. She's our BDC here had a shift that was every Saturday. Over time, we wanted to encourage involvement of personal life, family, wives, sports, etc. cetera. Uh, so we went to a rotating Saturday shift. For us, just every third Saturday off, happy homes, lives, home lives create better employees. Um, Melissa, what are you and Laura, I mean, as women, because, I mean, let's just look. I mean, I know that sometimes we don't like to, you know, we're not, we're not stereotyping. But the bottom line is, I mean, we, we do have, you know, primarily different um, you know, sometimes age groups, millennials, sometimes, you know, versus, you know, a baby boomers and different people have different expectations and different uh, priorities. So as a woman, what do you like about what my, my wife said, uh, Laura and uh, Melissa? Laura, in our BDC, what we had set up was the rotating Saturdays. Um, I think that worked really well um, for everyone who we had on that team that gave them time away but again looking at the expectations of the different positions in the dealership if you know if my position um in finance now i cannot take off a saturday so it is more uh, a bell to bell and you know however i get the flexibility that if i do have something come up with my children or i need to run out for something for them because i have the dedication i'm able to take off the time and we kind of depending on what your position is and what the expectation is on the hours, that's what, um, that's kind of how we run giving somebody the time off that they need. Okay. Melissa, you want to, mm. did you want to comment on that? Uh, well, that was Melissa, this Laura. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Laura. So, <laughs> that was, would, so we had Laura's okay? picture up. I would, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, I would say, you know, my husband actually works in retail. He's in grocery, so mm-hmm. it's a totally different thing. But, you know, Saturday's the big day. Mm-hmm. So that's the question. You know, do you want to give up um, that day? Do you want to lose those opportunities? I'm on the floor. I've never been in BDC. I like the idea of how BDC, um, at least in our store, has extended hours in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, typically what happens is we have one person, um, and I believe at this point all our BDC people do have young children. 
Yeah, I'm almost positive. Um, so, well, let's see, the three main ones do, yeah. So so they have it staggered mm-hmm. where um, one is able to go home at 5, and then we have one person there until 7, and then one person at home typically picks um, back up again at about 8 and works until 10 so they right. can do, you know, live chatting, live interacting with people. And our um, GM actually encourages um, these people, you know, and we have a couple women and a couple men to say, hey, I'll be back in a couple seconds. I have to, you know, put my girls to bed mm-hmm. or, you know, just finishing up dinner or something like that, you know, making it very real right. and personal, but also actually meeting your responsibilities at home, too. So he sees that as a plus, and I think customers do, too. And I was just going to say that, too. You know, I don't have a problem if it's my day off. Um, I'm always going to want to acknowledge like an email or something, but I don't have a problem saying, hey, it's my day off. Thanks for emailing in. I'll get back to you tomorrow. If you need something right away, you know, here's my sales manager's information. So I think that's what I was going to say, too, you know, leveraging technology as much as you can. Generally, people just want to know, you know, they've been acknowledged. There's a question there. But if it's urgent, here's who you can talk to next. That's good. Joe Morales on Facebook said, no base salary kills the average person from starting in this business. For example, start at Merrill Lynch and base pay is forty-eight grand plus bonuses. He said that's incentive. Have a friend just left the car business to start. He was a nine-year car guy selling twenty-three to twenty-six cars a month, and uh, no Saturdays. So, um, who do you want to address that to? You I think said? Nate might be. I mean, Nate, do you do you agree with that statement? I mean, no salary, no base salary might be something that uh, hurts this industry. What's your thoughts on that? Hey, thanks for asking. I, I really think it depends on each. Uh, on each pay, pay structure, because I, I worked at a place in Nashville for three years. They had a certain way they did it, and uh, down here, um, you know, uh, in Nashville, I, the dealership had a $2,000 draw, so it wasn't really a base salary. It was a draw, and uh, the dealership I work at now has a, has, a, has a base salary. I think it really depends on how, how all the factors of the pay plan fit together. T- to me, I, I really don't care. What I care about is how all the pieces fit together when I – so 15, 20, or 25 in a month, I want to know what that overall equation looks like. I, it, to me, it really, it really, I really don't think about too much like what the base is. Just, yeah. you know, because now I'm not focusing on living paycheck to paycheck, you know, I'm, you know because I've learned how to manage money a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe for a lot of people, um, it's more important to have like a draw during the slow time. But for me, it's more, I'm more focused on like a three-month rolling average of what my overall impact is and how that's going to how that's going to turn into income, you know, over, uh, you know, not just, you know, one week or two weeks. So I'm not too concerned. I'm just concerned with what the overall factors are and how that lines up okay. to a, the total think, income, if that makes sense. I think, yeah, I think, I think, David, David? Yeah. David, it's Craig. May I? Go ahead. Uh, it, it absolutely, it, you know, we're, we're just fortunate because of the scope of what we do nationwide. I can assure everyone on the phone in maybe different pockets, and there are different people that are motivated by different things. But broad stroke, the volume of people that we as dealers have the ability to choose from, it absolutely positively makes a difference on whether or not they're going to consider getting into the car business or not. In terms of sales, whether it be DC, floor sales, or Internet, it without question makes a difference. It makes a difference in, in the fixed operations portion of the dealership as well. Uh, there's, It's all changing. The, the days of, of, of flat commissions, straight commissions, and bell-to-bells, are done if you want people want apple employees quote unquote but they're not willing to create an environment or processes that allow that talent to even consider our industry That's it's good. real simple thank well, you yeah, thank I'll, you Craig. I, I, yeah, this is this is chris saracino i, I agree good. whenever we have a general manager uh that is willing to say you know what let's give a salary you know we're going to do this way or we're, even if they say we're going we're to give it for three months or six months the the amount of candidates we get and the quality of candidates we get 
dramatically increases. Uh, yes. And then what happens is somebody, if they don't produce right away, everybody gets scared. They start looking at all the, the net to gross. They start looking at the percentages, and all of a sudden they, we, we back away. And then somebody jumps back on it. So it's sort of a roller coaster that I've seen. But you absolutely get more candidates and the quality of candidates. Now, once you're in the industry and you're doing it for, for years, I think there's people that don't care at all. And they look at it and say, you know what, I, I like my commission plan because I, I, if I go to that salary unit-based pay plan, I'm going to get my I'm going to have my pay plan cut in half, and when I look That's at right, the Chris. the comment, and I, when I look at the comment where somebody was selling twenty six cars or twenty three cars and they and they quit, they were probably working at a store and, and not to put uh, a certain franchise down, but they were probably working at an import store uh, selling twenty three cars, making seventy grand a year, versus working at a store selling twenty three to twenty six cars, making one hundred sixty grand. Because if they were making one sixty, they no, never would have left to go work. Right at Merle Lynch right. uh, to take because they wouldn't mind working those Saturdays if they were making, making the extra money. That's good, Chris, and that, right. that's coming from someone who obviously knows the business like that. They can like you that can pick that up really quick because the numbers don't lie. I, I know there's a little, yeah. Whenever I talk to one of our local import stores, that's right next to us. I talk to people. They sell 26 cars. They're making seventy thousand, eighty thousand dollars a year, and then they can if they were working with us. They'd be making two hundred thousand dollars doing that yeah. uh, at a domestic store, but but it's it's that perception. Uh, you know, I just don't see somebody leaving for a forty thousand dollars salary that's no, no. selling twenty three, twenty six yeah. cars, making one sixty. That's good. I think part of, right. part of it too, though. I think we could you can make the argument that that keeps people out of sales in general. You know, people say, "Oh, I won't go it to keeps sales." Keeps from getting into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You in know, general, I mean, yeah, not just car sales, but that's the thing. But that, but the the, the benefit is so so much so that. Yeah, there is a little risk. You're going to have to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to maybe stretch yourself and do things that you maybe don't feel. You know, there's no safety net. But at the end of the day, the, the reward and no cap is a big deal, and that's way better than somebody telling you how much money you can make yeah. um, at the end of the day. So. Absolutely. We, we are getting rapidly uh, getting out of time. Yeah, going, so, huh? yeah. We, um, let me ask this. I, you know, I want to give, um, uh, I want to give Kevin, Kevin Zimmick um, – you know, I want to. I do want to say one comment here, and then I'm gonna let you guys kind of run down here for for a couple of you guys that that haven't talked in a while. Um, go down to Kevin Fry's comment. I want to throw this out, Kevin. Maybe you could give your closing remarks and kind of touch on this here. But Kevin Fry did say this. Going back to the retail hours for a second, um, he said it is quote retail hours. He said, but do other retailers require ding to dong? Is that the way it is at a shopping mall? But one of the things I thought of when I read that question is that maybe the advantage that a shopping mall has is everybody in the mall has to close at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, if you, you know, I mean, yeah. so if a, deal, if a dealer across the street wants to take you out, they just stay open two hours later, that could be and has been something that's happened. So I think that might be a little different, you know, even though we are on dealer row, doesn't mean you have to stay open. You know, mall kind of mandates that. But, um, you know, uh, give your closing remarks, Kev, and, um, and we'll go down and give a couple other people here a chance to do that as well. Well, my two, just my, my my quick commentary on what Kevin Fried said is that you know I, I think it takes courage and it takes courage to kind of put yourself out. I hear what you're saying about being in a dealer mall and the other the other dealer eating alive because you're not open the two hours you just open. I just came back from three two and a half days of, of twenty group, and uh, I'll tell you there was two dealers that are there who just made the decision, had the stones to make the decision. We're shutting down on Saturdays and they're even shutting down earlier on Fridays and not going to nine o'clock Fridays because they feel the return that they will get on allowing their people to disengage and exhale a little bit, enjoy some leisure time during the nice months here in Canada, those, those three and a half days between snowfalls that we call summer and uh, go out and enjoy themselves and their family. And uh, they feel the payback was worth it. What they did do was utilize social media and other ways. Uh, they were actually put it right on their dealership doors saying, hey, this is what we're choosing to do because we feel they have the right to be with their families like anybody else would. And I, I think it worked well for them. It's certainly something that we're certainly considering that for sure. So uh, it, it takes courage and it starts at the top and uh, it's certainly given me a lot to think about as has a lot of other things here. So I thank you for having us on, man. I'm glad you guys are dry again in Tampa. We love you. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. And uh, we heard from Craig just now, and then we heard from Chris. And I want to ask, I'll give, we'll give, uh, I'll give Melissa, and uh, Melissa, uh, give us your closing remarks. Thank you again for having me on. Um, I think that some of the biggest stuff that has been touched on is just, you know, standing up for 
yourself when you do need that extra time and making the most of that time. You know, if you have a family at home, make sure they understand what's going on. When you have the opportunity, bring them into the dealership. Um, it's important for everyone that you work with, for your team to know who you have at home and what's going on. And um, I think that makes for uh, a happy work life and uh, home life as well. Thank you very much. Awesome. And uh, let's go to, what do you say, Nate? Let's Nate do, Allen. Let's do Nate. Sure. Nate hey, Allen. Nate here. Uh, yeah, closing remarks for me. You're not going to play the guitar, brother? You're not going to play the You're not going to play the guitar, man? <laughs> Those of you that didn't see uh, well, that, you got to check out right his now. promo video. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Yeah, some things that I thought about to share were just, you know, roles and goals. You know, for me to be well-rounded, I've got to be my optimal charisma energy. I have to take that time to recharge and, uh, so one thing that's been helpful for me that I learned is is just to coach my customers via text message. Thirty, if they can text me thirty minutes before showing to the dealership, uh, as soon as they get to the dealership, it's very simple. But just getting them on board with texting me their their next move helps me manage my time when I'm at the dealership. And when I'm at the dealership, I try to use every single minute to maximize my productivity. Uh, that is shown to my management team. Then when I need some time off or I need to leave a little bit early, if they know that I've got my planner clean i've made my calls i've set the appointments they're they're almost every single time going to be like even if it's three hours early they're going to be like all right Nick, you know we appreciate you buddy and uh, i've had to put in uh for some time off in october and december it wasn't even a question so yeah. you know uh, if someone is in one of those places where they they don't have the structure already built into the infrastructure to get the time off just just know that usually if you build up the value um, at the dealership, they will. The management will see that and recognize it. And so, when I came to work at this place, at the new place, I spoke with the management beforehand. I told them that the one thing that motivates me more than anything is to be able to know that I can have time off when I need it. And I promise you, I will, if we can work together, you know, I will produce and in, in, in return the thing I want more than anything is just to be able to have some time off for key family events. And so far, Good. you know, in the beginning, setting that expectation, the management said, "Hey, Nate, we'd love to have you. We'll work with you." And uh, over the past three months in this new location, I've been able to perform, and the dealership has honored uh, uh, what we talked about early on, and they've given me the time when I need it. So, so can't it's, lose uh, it's one with, of those kinds of stuff. You can't yeah. lose with the stuff, stuff Nate uses, man. You can't lose with that, brother. That's that's good stuff right there. You prom- Somebody comes to me and says, man, hey, you give me this, and I promise you. I don't care how you do it. You know what I mean? You you, you produce. <laughs> I mean, as an owner, right? I mean, I mean, the guys that are listening, I mean, as, you produce. I mean, my yeah. goodness, that's all you can ask for. Um, let's give uh, – uh, um, uh, I'm going to give Steve, I'm going to give you the final word in a minute um, because I know that I want to, I want to ask you also how else Mike can reach out, but Laura um, and Chris here, uh, give us your final words as well. Laura. Okay. I would just say, um, you know, everyone expects to work long hours, but I think our goal is for them to be productive hours. So everything I do is based toward, uh, is, is, you know, moving toward an appointment based business. So the more mentoring you can get early on about how to achieve that instead of just throwing somebody out and saying, you know, wait for the up bus, you know, showing them how to build the brand, showing them how to accelerate the, you know, the referral-based um, type of business that we all want. So we're not waiting, you know, doing just waiting and waiting around until 7 o'clock at night and then having to grab that person who kind of wanders in after having dinner next door. That's to me, that's really a key part of it. You know, it might be long hours, but are they fully productive hours? Because then you're going to feel like you really accomplished something when you went home to your family. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show, Laura. And Mr. Chris Saracino, your final take on things, sir. All right. Uh, four quick comments. Uh, retail is retail is one. Uh, people quit managers and not companies. Uh, hmm. Three is work with your, work with your uh, team members that are – uh, talented and results oriented. You got to flex and work with those people that are producing. And most man, most dealerships I work with, if you're a producer, they work with you. And there's nothing more important than human capital in growing any business. So it's all about getting human capital to grow your business. Speaking Boom, of man. speaking of human capital, Boom. we're going to give the final word to Steve Warner. I know you and Craig are doing some amazing things, uh, you know, uh, together as well. It's a founder CEO of Automoto HR. Stephen, I mean, you, you've heard everything. Um, give us your final remarks, and at the end, you know, tell dealers how they can help, how you can help them with this subject of human capital. Thanks, Dave. Um, I think basically what really kind of what this says is, is it's an opportunity that now uh, dealers are, are really recognizing that uh, there's a problem, 
when you have 90% of, of any population that turn, or excuse me, 52% of the population that turns over 90% of, of the time year over year in sales, there's a big problem. So um, basically identifying those things and making that 52% of the population uh, females, um, make, making life better for them makes it better for all of us. So um, I think, again, this really kind of opens up that opportunity um, for us all to kind of have a better existence and lifestyle and, and other stuff. So um, we can be reached at uh, automotohr.com. Um, I personally can be reached at Stephen, S-T-V-E-N, at automotohr.com. Outstanding. Thank you, sir. Outstanding. Thank you. Guys, I thank you so much for being with us. I know this was a big panel, and this was, uh, it was hard to get everybody on, but you guys did an outstanding job. Very good. And a very, very great conversation. Very informative. A lot of great comments. And I'd love to do it again very soon. Thank you very much. Same here. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. See you guys. Tommy, what I want to do, hey, Lou, let's do this. Let's scroll up and let's, let's read these comments that people have been shooting in on Facebook, Tommy, so we can get some, some questions I, some comments. There's been a lot of them that we haven't gotten to. So. What do we got here? Let's see. That's a low one. one there. Christopher Ward, being in the car business naturally makes you out of touch with other more mainstream jobs that have typical work schedules. That's why so many leave and then come back. It's a wild cycle, but David is right. That is a better people come on. Who didn't get into the business by accident? You'll see more and more people who don't really mind the long hours and days. And Chris is Chris is one hundred percent right. There's, I mean, you know, look, it is it is it is a unique industry. I mean, just to face it, and, and I love Kevin Fry, and I think there's some merit to that as well. But I mean, it almost would have to be a pack between dealerships, and the, unfortunately, it's it's not like that. I mean, you. Well, you know, I was thinking about the mall analogy. It's like okay, if you work at Macy's, even if you or whatever, mm-hmm. and you work a commission job in retail maybe if you work in the high-end store maybe you can make six figures maybe mm-hmm. but you can but in the car business if you apply yourself and you and you get after it and you're in the oh, right yeah. in the right spot you can make six figures without a problem so sure. i mean there is but, a but, but the know. thing is is that you're, you're also up against you know and again it's it's if you, you're also a business that wants to take market share and then you're in a market where if you're right right next to what you are you know multiple competitors and you closed early just you know then, then you're gonna get you're gonna lose market share by the opportunity well the sundays i i, I get sundays absolutely well, I mean, the, yeah. but saturdays that's shocking to me well it's well i mean it's I'm, i think that hours kevin was talking about hours like just just maybe no like i think hours, he said like, they were shutting know. down saturdays he said they were even closed early on sunday or friday rather yeah, thinking about shutting down on saturdays and he said he so. said a couple already did in this 20 group yes. that's what he said yes right so i was i was surprised sunday 100 percent but Saturday, that's crazy. Today. Yeah, um, and, and but but Chris is right that, that the industry, even though the industry is unique, that um, is unique. And people do get out of it because of that, but then they come back to it because there's a lot of money to be made, and, and sure. it's fast paced. It's exciting. It's a challenge, and it's an industry where it's you know new every it's, day. You, you kind of get a, a addicted somewhat to the to the passion of this type of sales. This, that's really not in a lot of places. Let's look at Devin Lynn's comment uh, here. This is a good. She had a question. I'm assuming it could be he. Devin. I'm not sure who. I, I, I'm not looking. At, it is. Uh, I'm not I'm looking not, at know. Devin's picture. I'm sure that I would recognize whoever that is. But here's a question. We talked about productivity and going strong while at the dealership. But when does that stop? With the use of cell phones, messengers, and social media at your fingertips, at what point do you separate? When you, got, when you get home, do you turn your cell phone off and risk missing opportunities? Or do you focus on your home life and hope the opportunities are there tomorrow? It's a dichotomy. It's a great question, Devin. Um, you know, I think that it does come down to placing boundaries Balance. because, you know, you can, you know, what, what profits a man? To gain the whole world, lose his own soul, that's lose right. his family, lose everything. That's so Bible. obviously, there's that's there's a principle there. Um, but the reality is, we are living in a demanding world. I was just telling my sales guys earlier that I remember a couple of years ago getting a call at one in the morning. My wife and I were sleeping. My phone rings, and it was a client telling me, "Man, I just want to thank you. You helped us hit over 200 vehicles for the first time. I just want you to thank." It was a great, pleasant call, but I was asleep, <laughs> and it was at one in the morning. And I'm thinking, this guy just closed his month out like yep. an hour ago. Uh, Kenny Landrum says this, Tommy. Best part about having a dealer that believes in quality of life and the eight-hour shifts. I found that my colleagues work harder and give more with a better attitude when they're than when they're on the grind, bell to bell. Awesome quality of life. I think that that I don't think that that term got mentioned, but that's Something what it's got to be about quality of life. Let's read a couple more. We, we're, we're a couple minutes over, but I want to get in our our guest here, our fans. Is it Matt Keenick? Yeah, yeah, we weren't slamming Damien. I'm not really sure uh, who. I don't think he fell over. Yeah, no. I just I didn't understand this. I couldn't understand his yeah, it was, comment. Uh, I, think I didn't he know was, what direction it was coming from, but Matt said uh, Damien is the closing keynote for Rockstar Auto Conference. He coaches salespeople who average uh, over 100 units per 100 month. 100 units a month. If they say you're doing all right, then. 
All right. pretty good if you do if you average over 100. What do you think Let's about that, Lou? Here. What else? Lou? Over That's 100. Nice. Gary Pollard. It's like a 20. Definitely can get burned out if you always feel like you need to be at work. Have to manage the balance uh, to balance it somehow. It's hard to shut it off completely when you're at home with the family. It is, Gary. It is. I can imagine. It's hard, but it's about balance. Yeah. And I think once you get good at it, once you get you versed in it, one. you can be. It's more. It's more. You, you know, read that one. Streamline. Yeah. Let's see. Here. I wonder what he said when he said it's Silas. He said he was a tech. Did he mean that was a, he was a like a uh, service probably, tech? Yeah, probably a service tech. That didn't even count. Either that or he had a cool name though. Silas Blackwell. Yeah. Silas. That'd be That's great. A cool with, name. Uh, Silas. John Costacos. Cool name. Silas. Hey, Matt Miller. I have to turn your phone off Sunday. Okay. That's true. I do that. I do that. I, I have don't turn to. it off. I just leave it at home. Go ahead. What was the last? Uh, go back. Let's go down. See. That's the wrong way. The other way. I think that's it. Right, so well, we got up on the we got up on the screen. Yeah, Boom shakalaka, man. Oh wait, my wife did a comment here. I like this. And I was thinking this. I her and I've been married. She's active. Hey years. Diana, you're very active today. Thank We've been married 24 active. years, so I actually uh, think like her because I when when they were commenting on her comment about Saturday, I know my wife was thinking well, it doesn't have to be Saturday. I know she was thinking that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to a marriage conference this weekend, so you know, I mean, I'm come on now. We're already on the same wavelength. So adapting to what fits your individual situation, she said, is about make it's about making the time, whether it be Saturday, whether it be Tuesday evening, whether it's every third or every tenth, finding what works. So she was just basically using an analogy. We use Saturdays but yeah but Saturdays are really good. Because one of the comments from one of the ladies were like I I, I couldn't give off Saturday, but it's about like, you know, what day? You know what I mean? Because when you really honestly, when you have a day off, that becomes your Saturday, right? I mean, yeah, but something about a Saturday though. It's Saturday. I mean, because virtual, you've only virtual. worked Saturdays, but if you're in that industry, you know whatever. I've worked Saturdays. Saturdays working Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys yes. did a bang up job today. Great job, guys. I feel hey, like you, I Lou. Feel like you, Lou, did a great job. You sir. did, Lou. I appreciate you guys. I feel like uh, like uh, like uh, Michael you, Weston here. You're Straight burn notice. There. Stuff. <laughs> you're flicking your nipple. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you guys look like three rock stars just walking. Yeah. Mick Jagger somewhere over there <laughs> needs to pop up out of nowhere. Uh, Dave Cribbs looks like that old guy from the Rolling Stones that plays guitar. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> Richard uh, <laughs> yeah. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Yeah. All right, guys, thank game, you for man. hanging out with us after hours. We had to go a little long because it's after hours, baby. We could, oh, we had, I we see had, what we did there. Was yeah. that on purpose? Yeah. 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 After yeah. hours. Okay. After hours, baby. Hey, okay. make sure, make sure, make sure while we have you, internet and BDC boot camp. Man, come on. You want to come to Tampa. This isn't a conference. This isn't your daddy's boot camp. This ain't your mama's boot camp. This is the Internet and BDC boot camp. Mr. Mm. John Marazzi, Mr. Kevin Campbell, Mm. Dave Cribbs, myself. Uh. We're going to be teaching and we're going to be talking about BDC and Internet and how to do it today in 2017. There's only 25 seats and... uh, Got some great, great, great up. people coming. Thanks, ma'am. Thank you. I can open up my garage with my phone. God bless you. Good night.